everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hardly Kayfabe. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Townsend. And with me, as always, is Christopher Chavez. What's up? I paused for dramatic effect. And also, there is another man with us. He is back from assignment. Uh, His name is Matthew... Matt, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> okay. I'm here. Maybe. Maybe. You went blank, you went blank on my Skype for a second, so <laughs> I didn't I? know what was happening. Yeah. I am the Brock Lesnar of this trio. I just kind of show up when I want to, if you guys yeah. haven't listened to our show before. Um... <laughs> Oh man, yeah we had a we had a week where we missed a week. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, and uh, which which basically explains why Johnny freaked out there for just a second. Yes, yes, <laughs> I am on edge on the, with this laptop. I am. <laughs> we technically had an episode in the bag, and my laptop said, "No, you don't," and took it away. <laughs> it, gi- it, it giveth, then taketh away, like it was nothing, like it didn't matter. Yeah. So we uh we just look, we oh, covered kind of like kind of like when Zack Ryder won the Intercontinental Title and then lost it the next day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm glad you said Zack Ryder. Nice. Did you see? Did you see the stat that he put up? He has not appeared on a yes, single episode of Raw this entire year. Oh, it's depressing. Yeah, I, love me I some did Zach see Ryder. that. Um. And it's all about uh, it's all about WWE or pro well, actually just pro wrestling in general action figures. That it is. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. But they don't just talk. I mean, it is mainly about that. So if you're not into that, it might get a little boring at times. But they drop so much insiders info wrestling wise that it's like it's like a wrestling fan's dream to listen to this thing. Nice. Uh, on one episode. On one episode. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they're in a hotel room. They, they obviously they record a lot of these as they're on the road, and uh, one of them apparently they're in a room with Dolph Ziggler, and he drops a major douche deuce, <laughs> and it smells terrible. And that's all they can talk about for five minutes. <laughs> that's amazing. It's such a great show. I really recommend it. I love. It. I'm gonna have to try it out. I haven't given any extracurricular Zack Ryder activities a chance since that rap song he came out with back <laughs> yeah. in like thirteen. And like I was like really all about the Zack Ryder hype train, you know, watching all his stuff, uh, reading his stuff on Twitter, and then he came out with that rap song. I'm like, we can't, no, yeah, <laughs> no, not anymore, bud. Sorry, That's, he's not chills. He can't be chills. He's trying to be chills, and he's oh, just not yeah. chills. Is, is that right, Chris? <laughs> yeah, not oh, even chills. close. <laughs> Good old chills. If you want to <laughs> see what I look like. <laughs> vote now <laughs> uh but yeah dude i did see that tweet i also saw there was a lot of uh indie wrestlers responding to him uh notably cody rhodes responded to him i don't know if you yeah. guys saw that yes yep. interesting um there's a lot of rumors going to actually that's i think that's what i saw in the psycho sids this week is that there's a lot of people that are in the e that are still not happy with what's happening even though there's this whole new uh what do you want to call it? New, new focus, new, new vision for, for the E. Uh, they're still not happy. And there's a lot of little rumblings that uh, new Japan ring of honor, and maybe even the new promotion that Cody and the bucks are, are, are creating are starting to court some of these, these wrestlers that aren't happy. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like we've been saying it for, for months on here is that yeah. it's going, it's bound to happen. And, and now wrestlers, you know, can get paid good money at these places you know what i mean it's, yeah because yep. i i think with the with the e with their payment is it's it's by match so if if they need you um and you get more for tv tapings obviously but you know the roster is working all the time whether it be house shows yeah or or something else but you get paid by appearance essentially yeah um what do they got to lose going to a ring of honor or you know whatever cody's promotion is or new japan where you can pretty much make up your own schedule as you go, get paid as you want. You know what I mean? It, it, I think it's I think it's an ideal situation. If if I was still actively wrestling, uh, my aspiration would be to stay on the indies and probably not go to the E personally. Yeah, and that, and that would make sense too. I mean, there there comes a point where you have all this talent, and that that means some people who are really talented are just not going to get to shine. And you, there's just not no space for it. 
or they're being well, they're being they're, they're being shown, but uh, they're being wasted. Like how many of this? How many of these guys are we seeing now that we're just like really? What the well, hell is that, going on? I, you know, I hear that argument a lot, and I agree with it. But also, we gotta we gotta decide what our definition of a wasted talent is because because yeah. a lot of people seem to think that means if they don't have the heavyweight championship, then they're being wasted. See, no, I, I would tell say- you. Uh, yeah, see, I hate to tell you, not everybody can hold it. It's only one belt. Right. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, when I say wasted talent, I say, like, you have Shinsuke Nakamura, who was huge, was a huge get. Uh, yes. And for a while, it was super hot and over. And then all of a sudden, they did the heel turn, which everybody, that still worked well. He had a great, a great little run, you know, there at being the heel the way he was. And then all of a sudden, it was like, all right disappear for a while and it and like you don't matter we're gonna give you a belt and now you don't even matter you know what i mean um stuff like that like joe all right samoa joe had one of the best feuds with aj styles that feud was great and guess it's still there that it could come back but the the kind of character he was going up against aj all of a sudden he just comes across as some nonsense antagonistic bully messing around with matt or jeff hardy and for me i'm just kind of like really like to me you're just it's it's he seems wasted right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's you, what you gotta I gotta have mean. some credibility. You you gotta win to have credibility. And I do I was re- reading on a bleacher report today that um excuse me, that um you know it, yeah, he's great on the mic and, and this great, you know, guy playing mind games, but does it really matter if you don't win? Yeah, like yeah. Oh, this is Bray White all over again. This is the yeah. Bray White discussion. Oh, uh, exactly. Exactly. I'm a I'm a giant go. Bray Wyatt fan. I freaking loved that guy and that character, and I loved his promos. But it literally got to a point where he never won a single feud. I can, I think he he had to have lost at least five or six feuds in a row easily. Yeah. At least. And that's and, a, and, and that's he would the all, point and right he's a great talker. So we talk up a big game, and then he would just always lose. So if that happens, then why is anybody going to care about what you're saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. yeah that's what we're you're talking know about. They're going to lose, and yeah, it's uh. And going back to the wasted talent thing, um, you know, back in the 80s, even the early 90s, maybe mid-90s, even if a guy wasn't featured heavily, they still did a good job of making that character, that wrestler look look and feel important. Yeah. And, uh, and around everything. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, even Roddy Piper, as great as he is, there was downtimes for him, but he was always relevant. And nowadays, I was just watching SmackDown this morning, all the highlights, and that, um, was it that ACA, Andres, I can't remember his full name, mm-hmm. um, but he had a really good push at the beginning of this year, you know, oh, beating yeah. up jobbers, had a great match against Daniel Bryan, and, and now he's doing nothing. Cien Almas, yeah. Yeah, yes, he's, yes. he's losing. He's doing that. But what I yeah. do see that it seemed like there's what I do like. Now let's lie. I don't want this to become just a bashing thing, obviously, because no, 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 no. we love this. This is what we love. There's entertainment, and that's why we're so passionate about the things that we we say because we just we want to we want to see that the thing that we love continue to be uh, entertaining and enjoyable to watch. Uh, but there, what I can say though is I do like that we're seeing. Um, uh, Mustafa Ali now a lot yeah, more yes. we're seeing him uh, we saw what he pinned the champion you know what I mean and that yeah. that was a great a great push for him and that helped put him over even more uh, but I can see that being a great uh, rivalry right there Andrade Cien Almas with Mustafa Ali because they had some really good spots in that ring and and, and as you can see uh, Cien Almas is a very hard hitting wrestler you know what I mean a lot of his, yes. st- his shots are pretty stiff and Ali seems to be the kind of dude that's down with taking that he can do it and he can take it so uh, hopefully what we saw there are the seeds to something that they're going to use Cien Almas for in the future but currently I-, I agree with you because he was on fire coming out of NXT and he just kept that role going and then all of a sudden it just started to kind of fizzle and you're just yeah, going like what? what's, ga- what's happening yep. <clears throat> yeah so uh we talked about the fact that we lost a whole entire episode in that episode we discussed tlc results and what happened in raw and smackdown the following night uh just to touch on it real quick with tlc did you get to watch it matt did you watch the the pay-per-view i did not unfortunately dude i'll tell you right now there's probably a handful of matches you really should watch, but one of them is the women's TLC match. The ma- oh, really? It was the main event. Yeah, it's very, very good. Highly recommend it. Being the first good. TLC match for women's, they set the bar super high, dude. It is insane. There were so many good spots and so much, like, it looked painful, but it yeah, was amazing. They really brought it, for sure. 
Dude, there was a spot where uh, Charlotte Flair was laying on the announce table, and Becky Lynch went from the corner turn, uh, the turnbuckle, the corner, uh, the top, and just went and basically shot herself at Charlotte and sat on her her ribs. Like I really thought she broke all her ribs. It was oh, yeah. insane the way she came across that way. And originally, Oscar was laying there too, and Oscar got the hell out of the way. She's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I know better than that. But dude, that. I'll tell you right now, that was an amazing match. Um, the tag team match was obviously entertaining. Uh, there was a couple other spots throughout that were very good. Another yeah, important... Daniel Bra- the Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match oh, was good. Yeah, that was yeah. very good. Uh, I got to we talked about how overall walking away from the pay per view, we were very entertained. It was actually a better uh, one of their better pay per views of the year. Um, one of the things that was extremely important though was the week leading up to TLC, uh, they broke kayfabe. And basically acknowledge the fact that Raw was suffering, that their ratings were really suffering, and that they tried to blame it on Daniel uh, or uh, Baron Corbin. So that plays into the pay per view. During the pay per view for TLC, you get Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. This match should have been, you know, one of these ones that we would be talking about for years because these both of these guys could put on a good match and tell a good story in the ring. Uh, I think Johnny and I both agreed that it was kind of lackluster as, as long as it, by the time this match came on, it was already too deep into the pay-per-view. People did not want to see a methodical match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. The mat, yeah. The match placement was terrible. And then all the of card. a sudden, yeah. these guys are busting their asses and working hard. And the entire place, entire place is chanting. This is boring. Over and over. Yeah. That's going to be the worst thing any wrestler could hear. Then, honestly. yeah, then they start chanting, Becky, Becky, Becky. Oh, my Lord. Dude, it was. I read on the Psycho Sids the next day that uh, McMahon was absolutely furious. Like, he lost his shit when that happened. He could not believe that that that, that was the kind of performance that was going on. So that kind of leads into what happens on Monday Night Raw because it was it was announced that Vince McMahon was going to make an appearance and he ended up showing up with his entire family and the the idea was is that they're listening to the fans they know the fans are not happy uh, the fans are the ones that are paying their bills so moving forward they're going to give the fans everything they want uh, and it's going to be all new all fresh Monday Night Raw and Smackdown uh, because they're running the show now right and what do they do to start the show out? Let's have uh, Baron Corbin go up against all the same guys he went up against at TLC the night before, because you know, <laughs> because you know, new and fresh, right? Yeah. yeah. And it seems yeah. like that was the theme for the rest of the week. Was like we started seeing just kind of there were little things they did, but overall it was kind of like, all right, we've seen this before. You know what I mean? They made a big announcement that Paige was taken off as the the manager at SmackDown. Uh, what else happened? That was a big deal back last week. I can't remember. I don't know. The two weeks are merging together for me now. But. Yeah, but this 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 week was pretty interesting. Some interesting things happened for sure. Yeah, I think this week the fact that we even have any news when it comes to because usually, uh, you know, when they pre-tape Raws and Smackdowns, we automatically assume they're kind of phoning it in a little bit, and that's fine. I have no issues with that for like holiday, you know, episodes. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it at all. I'd rather. I mean, that's fine. But they actually did some pretty newsworthy stuff this time around. Almost. Yeah. Um, I would l- let's go through it the way we kind of do normally. Let's jump on to Raw real quick. So because it's fresh and new, uh, they decided to open with Elias singing to the crowd, uh, <laughs> and then going up against Bobby Lashley with Leo Rush on the corner. Um, you know, yeah. fresh and new. Fresh um, and new. It it was it was a fun segment though. Like, yeah, I, it I was. Like it what they did. Was. Like I'm over the I'm over the Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, stuff yeah. Thanksgiving matches where they're beating each other up with turkey and pie. <laughs> but this was this was actually really it was a fun matchup. Even though Elias kicked the crap out of him, and furthering my point as, as to why the heck is Bobby Lashley even back in WWE? Yep. Um, it was a it was a fun little opening thing. Not yeah. fresh and new, but it was <laughs> it was it was fun. There were some interesting little spots in there. Especially the bowling ball one. That yeah. I've seen that so many times on the independent level and it just never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was fun, but my, my like, I came into it thinking, all right, let's see what they do this week because they said, you know, fresh and new. And this is pre taped, but let's see what they're gonna they have planned. 
Uh, next day, there was the Raw team, Tag Team Champions uh, t- Championship, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable versus The Revival. And fresh and new, The Revival were lost. Uh, <laughs> my only yeah. gripe with this was they could have lost, but they should have lost by DQ or somebody from the outside could have come in and messed with it too. You know, so that's what, something that, that like that changes it up but if you're going to have the revival come in and take another loss you're not listening to the fans because the fans really kind of like the revival and they would like to see these guys do something yeah you got to protect their characters a little bit more yeah be careful with how you use them do you think do you think their uh their literal heights kind of hurt them a little bit when investment man's eyes maybe i mean were the andersons that tall i don't remember because they that's what they really kind of remind me of they kind of remind me yeah. of Arn and Ole Anderson that that just yeah, that, that's that why I like them so much that that yeah. very you know very physical kind of kind of wrestlers and very tight with a lot of their spots you know what I mean yeah and I yeah. and I think that's who they also look up to so uh, I'm all like obviously you know I'm a giant Arn Anderson fan so I'm all for this but uh, you know everybody knows that Miss McMahon apparently has a bias against like it takes a lot for a smaller wrestler to kind of break out of a mold that Vince McMahon puts them in. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at Daniel Bryan for crying out loud, that poor guy, all he had to go through. Uh, you know, so I've, I kind of wonder that sometimes because these guys, I think they're amazing. I really like the Revival a lot, but they are kind of on the small side. Yeah, they are. But, I mean, Chad Gable's a small guy. He, he looks big compared to them, though. Does he? I didn't even, I've never really, I didn't ever really notice it. Maybe I'm just thinking that. Maybe I'm being biased. And don't really like it. <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it was one of these matches where I was just like, ah, oh, you shouldn't have had them lose. There should have been something, a count out, something that, yeah. that didn't have to make them put another L on the board. Yeah, um, no, no clean loss for them. No. Nah. Clean loss is not good. Uh, next up was, again, this was very fresh and new Drew McIntyre versus Finn Balor <laughs> and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, uh, yeah, again, I, you know, Balor ended stale. up winning it, but it, it was, I was aside from, I mean, I don't want to take away. They put on a pretty decent performance. That's not going to take away from it, but there was too many spots in it, which we just knew were coming the whole thing when they're knocked outside. And then Finn Balor gets this look on his face and, you know, goes bouncing off the ropes and swan dives out, out, out the ring. And you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, these are coming. So I just start to get kind of – these are the matches that I, I, I leave it on in the background, but now I start pulling up my phone and I'm looking to see what's going on on Twitter, what's happening right. on Instagram. Start yeah. reading WWE Creative Humor's Twitter account because <laughs> they yeah. make fun of everything as it happens. Exactly. They definitely do. Yep. Um, okay, so then the next spot was Vince McMahon dressed as Santa. Was it just me or did you guys have a hard time understanding what he was saying? At all, because a little muffled. <laughs> yeah, it's very muffled. <laughs> I was like, "This is a little rough," but we did get out of it that John Cena's returning to both Raw and SmackDown. Uh, the free agent. Yeah, the M- McIntyre was going to fight Ziggler in a steel cage match this this coming week. Uh, and mo- but the most important announcement was it seems they finally have listened. This has been rumored for a while. Fans have wanted it for a very long time. A lot of the wrestlers have wanted this. Uh, WWE is now going to have women's tag team championships introduced this year, and they're gonna have. I think they're having a. Uh, is it some sort of um, tournament style to see who's the best or something? I would hope they do the tournament. I, I really hope they do it. Yeah, yeah the women's tag team. It- it deserve it has deserved a championship, but I, I always worry how they're gonna do it. I, I, I don't know if you recall like way back, like probably like two thousand three, when Raw had the women's championship and SmackDown had the cruiserweight title, and but SmackDown had women wrestlers, but like what were they competing for? I, I hope it's a universal belt that can be, you know, fought for on both brands and not just yeah. one over the other. So. Oh, so so if SmackDown, so you mean, so you mean like one one championship that Raw and SmackDown have to fight for? Yes, I, I think that would be great because, because then yeah, one holds it. Yeah, one holds it in Raw until the next pay per view, and it could be lost amongst Raw women. But whoever has it at the next pay per view, the number one contenders at SmackDown are the ones taking them on. I think that would be ideal. I I just hate to see a a, a belt of that magnitude, like the, that historical magnitude. Um, be restricted to just be on one show because, I mean, I, I would imagine if they're announcing it on Raw, they might just do it on, you know, oh, just yeah. do it on the Raw. I brand. hope not. But SmackDown Divas are awesome, too, and yeah. they deserve a chance at it as well. Yep. So I, I hope they do a universal concept with it. 
I, I really do. It's it's only appropriate. Um, well, here's the question: Who do you think should be the first, uh, the first two women's tag team champions? Ooh, Bailey, Sasha. I was about that to was say my, Banks that, that's and Bailey, right? Yep, we all agree. Then it would have it's to gotta be. be them, right? It has it's to be. Them. Doubt. Like yeah. the riot no squad much, are too new. The, some of the other yeah. ladies are too new. Um, yeah, it would have to be them. As much as the the they've had in their storylines and all that nonsense, this is this would be right. They have the best on television friendship. Um, you know, they've been to, together a lot, and they're still over despite their mis. I would say, yeah, uh, partial misuse yep. on the on the behalf of creative. So yep. I think they're the 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 go to for that. I agree. Sames. Uh, speaking of the women, sameies. speaking of the women, because it's fresh and new, uh, there was a Sasha Banks Bailey Ember Moon match versus Mickey James, Alicia Fox, and Dana Brooke. All right, whatever. Um, celebrating the holidays with Paul Heyman and Braun Strowman. That was kind of meh, this promo. I don't know if you guys watched it. You know? Yeah, I, it's another thing. Like, oh, no, I'm going to win. I'm going to win this, you know, at the Royal Rumble. No, my client's got to win at Royal Rumble. Like, it, it does nothing. Yeah. It does nothing. I mean, the the little Rudolph retire on Paul Heyman was pretty funny. But it, <laughs> there's, there's got to be more. There's There's yeah. got to be more to get invested yeah, I agree. Yeah, I thought for especially since Paul Heyman is so good, so I always set all his things up to his standard, which is very high. Uh, this was kind of like luster. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I was just like, really. Yeah. Um, then there was Raw Championship uh, match between Ra- women's championship match Ronda Rousey and Natalia. Now this was actually a pretty entertaining match, I would say. I don't know what you guys thought. I-, I watched it. I thought it was actually pretty entertaining, and I was actually invested in it. I I was. I wanted to see, would they do it? Would they switch that title and maybe turn Ronda heel now? Because uh, there was all that weird tension when uh, when Natalia uh, got the chance at winning this on last Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, there was all that tension at the very end, and I kept thinking, I was telling Johnny about this, there was all these little moments that seemed to go too long, almost like they were trying to decide whether or not they wanted to do something then. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, because there's always dropping seeds. Yeah, they're definitely dropping seeds that one that one of these ladies and everybody's assuming it's going to be Ronda Rousey is going to go heel because uh, that whole four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen will will line up then. Yeah, I mean this was a this was a great match. I'm not sure where they're going to go with this. It seems they're going to uh, do the friendship route, but you know we 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 we've seen it come to an end recently with Becky Lynch and, and Charlotte. But, uh, no, this is a great match. This is a really good showing for Ronda, who rarely ever wrestles on Raw. And I, I was happy. I was happy with the result. Uh, keep the belt on Rousey for yeah. the time being. And when whenever she loses the belt, it should be on pay-per-view at one of the big four. Yeah, so, I agree. So whenever that is. Yep, yep. Uh, after that match, we saw during the Heath Slater-Jinder Mahal match the return of Rhino as Santa Claus. This was a highlight of the week for me. I, <laughs> I thought so, this. dude. I thought one of you guys was going to pop when you saw this. <laughs> it is weird seeing uh, Rhino clean shaven, even though that's what his shtick used to be. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But this was a like a fun, like heartfelt moment. You know, we all thought that was the end of Rhino a couple weeks yeah, ago when, yeah. when Baron Corbin put them against each other but it was a and wasn't you know, the rumor he, that he was really retiring for real so you kind of accepted yeah. it that he was gone yeah and then he yes we all bit into it and we all you know <laughs> and then rhino comes back and it everything's good again so i it did it does stink that they're you know slater and mahal are portrayed as these you know uh jobbers or as uh who likes king kong bundy likes to call or no george the animal steel likes to call him uh carpenters but uh <laughs> You know, it, it it's a really cool moment. I like Heath Slater. I, I like Jinder Mahal, and I hope they do more with Slater and Rhino going yeah, forward. For sure, yeah. I agree. Uh, and I think they closed out the show with Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin. So this was the main event for Raw. And I got it. Yeah, that's my thoughts exactly. And I just thought so. This for me, this is very much. Uh, I sent you guys an article that talked about. Um, AJ Styles, and we'll get into what happened with AJ Styles, but it also talked about the fact that Seth Rollins has kind of faltered in regards to his rise as the new face for Monday Night Raw. Yes. Uh, he was going to be Monday Night Rollins. This was his thing, and for a while there, he was on fire. His music kicked in, all of this stuff, you know, people went crazy. Uh, he was putting on match after match, phenomenal performances. 
he would show up every single night, even if, even though he had a belt and he didn't have to if he didn't want to. He was putting it up there every single Monday night. Uh, and then, you know, the whole thing with Dean Ambrose started to come into fruition, the whole feud, and that kind of fizzle. It, it was, first it seemed kind of good, but then it became this kind of like, all right, guys, really? this You're just telling us this same story again? So I think right. people fell off of that and didn't care anymore. And then when that TLC shit came around and everyone was chanting, this is boring, that just really put a nail in the coffin uh, to the what was the rise of Seth Rollins, if you ask me. And this here proves it because – this was a match where it was just kind of like we saw the same stuff again, you know, the same spots, uh, the same. How many times did does does uh, Corbin go to to clothesline Seth for him to duck, and then he just kind of slides out from the ring, you know, comes around the the, the corner and comes back yeah. in. Like how many times see, are you gonna see that? I don't mind that stuff because every wrestler has spots that they always want to do, the thing that they're known for, their signature stuff, and that's all that is, and you got to work it in somehow. Oh, I get so that it. That doesn't bother that. me as near as much, but. Uh, and to go with what you're saying, you know, I definitely agree with you that the TLC thing, I think, has kind of hurt the stock of Rollins. Yeah. Uh, even though I would think if you asked every wrestler, they would not blame him for that for that match being uh, chanted, this is boring. Because we no. all know how good he is. Yeah. We've yeah, seen his how, fault by any means. This is yeah. creative. Uh, so, so, and we've seen how good he is. He's crazy good. He can have great matches against people. Yeah, uh, but for whatever reason, these past few have have been below par by his standards, which are really high. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I I don't know if if he's he's the face anymore. I would dare say it's it's AJ Styles like that. Oh yeah, overall was saying yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. So Raw was kind of like another lackluster week, even though it was pre-taped. It still felt like. I just felt like, oh, okay, I get it. We're going to have to give you guys a couple of weeks to get into a groove because you're trying to promise something. And and based on what we saw at the end of SmackDown, we could see that they're trying to really stir the pot and do some things to, to you know, hopefully try to spark some sort of um, creative, you know, boost. Because I got to tell you, this whole McMahon takeover thing, it would have been cool to just stick with Raw because Raw's numbers were hurting. And I know I know SmackDown's was as well, but the SmackDown storylines didn't need any touching. You know what I mean? No. And then it was like all of a sudden they came into SmackDown, and it's just, I don't know, some of it was weird for me this week. Um, I think it's because we all, for I would say 99% of the time, always think that SmackDown has had the better, more entertaining show of yeah. the two. Agree. And there's a lot that we love about it as is. And throwing in a new uh, a new director, so to speak, for it, we we're kind of uneasy about where they're going, to, what direction they're going to go with right. with SmackDown. And that's but not to say that. It, inter- I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, but they did do some interesting things this past week. I, I was going to say that's not to say that it was a bad show. Overall, for me, it was actually a really decent episode of SmackDown. I just felt like it seemed to slow down some of the momentum that SmackDown was having already with some of the storylines. You know what I mean? Uh, but again, it's one of the pre-taped weeks. It's it's those weeks between the holidays when sometimes people aren't really paying attention to storyline or what's going on. They're not coming yeah. back. So, you know, we'll probably see a lot of this stuff really kick off into the new year. But uh, so SmackDown opens this week with a um, four-man tag team match, right? And so what we're seeing now is normally we see the Usos, the Bar, and the New Day highlighted as the tag teams of SmackDown. You know, those these are the interchangeable matches we see. Once in a while, we'll see other guys. Uh, but the whole idea behind there needs to be changes is that there's a bunch of wrestlers in the back who also feel like they're not being utilized. So I think last week. Um, uh, uh, Gallows, uh, uh, Gallows and Anderson came out and basically, you know, said, "Hey, we're being underutilized. No one's paying attention to us. We want to be taken seriously." So they're in this match as well, and so are uh, Sanity. Which for me, I was like, "Good," because they brought him up, and we've barely seen Sanity, dude. Yeah. yeah. Again, this is one of those things. It doesn't need. They don't need a belt, but use them, man. Use them to be that team that that you know is terrifying. That you never know when they're going to come in and mess up one of your your favorite guys up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they should be the new Wyatt brother, Wyatt family, right? Technically, yeah, kind of that same vein. I would say so. That it, I mean, especially they... since Nikki's been brought up too. I mean, it's to me, Sanity for 2018 is probably the most disappointing. Yeah, uh, of any of the wrestlers, just because I really like that team a lot. 
I agree. I really love their NXT stuff. They had a really nice aura about them that I really enjoyed. Dude, that uh, War the- Games performance was oh, yeah. insane. Yeah, Killian Dane is freaking amazing. And these honestly. guys, so that's that's what we're saying. These guys are hardworking guys that can give you some of the greatest spots and some amazing storytelling in the ring. And we haven't seen them. They're they're here and there. Once in a while, one of them's doing a, yeah. a single match, a singles match, or you know what I mean. But they're doing nothing. They, so they haven't even had a chance to. Re- to, to prove or disprove anything. No. They've just never, not even been on TV. No, we should see them. Like, during when the Usos and the Bar and the New Day are doing their little things, we should see these guys come out and attacking the, the New Day when they're not paying attention. You know what I mean? And yes. really oh, laying, yes. laying into them. Uh, but I well, think- you, know what, you, know what the, you know what they did with the Wyatt family that was really good? Uh, every They were on TV every week, even if they weren't involved with matches and stuff. Right. They have them do like yes. big nets and stuff like that. You need to be doing that with this sanity group. Yeah, that's, Why are you not doing that's this? the same aura. You're right. It's got yeah. that feel, and they're just not, you know, it wasn't being used. Now, Gallows and Anderson go over in this match, uh, which is fine because I know they are feeling underutilized. But um, I was listening to the Jim Ross report last week. Let me ask you something. This was one of his opinions about these guys. He feels like Anderson and Gallows don't seem to fit as a tag team because of the way they look like they each have their own ring ring gear you know what i mean it doesn't match they also are you know one's tall one's smaller and it it just feels like it doesn't work what do you guys think about the ring gear match like when you look at sanity you can tell they're a team you look at the usos you can tell they're a team new day they're a team well in all fairness the usos are twins so (laughs) <laughs> but where you know. <laughs> but you, no matter you know what, what I mean? they do, they're going to kind of look alike. <laughs> AOP, another one. Uh, you know, similar similar gear. Similar the bar. Look. You know, they the all bar. come out. So, what do you th- as as a wrestler, Matt? How important is that to really solidify yourself as a team or put yourself up in you know to be taken seriously as that? It's incredibly important. Um, you know, I I tagged with one of my good friends, Vince Valor. Um, and we did this Top Gun shtick, and there was a couple times where he goes, oh, I don't want to wear this color tonight. So, and and it's usually blue and gold was my was my go-to, uh, but we'd have to switch. We'd have to, you know, we, we'd accommodate each other. We, we'd make sure we looked like a team because it was that important. And, uh, yeah, it's a absolute priority to look like a team. It, it, it helps you get over. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you think about all the wonderful tag teams we had back in the 80s and the 90s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And how they all looked alike. Uh, Demolition, The Rockers, yep. Heart Foundation. Yep. Um, you know, DX, you know, when they were together, they had similar the, the green and gear. The green and black, you know, the, yeah. the white and black of NWO. The Like you said, the heart, the pink and black. It's color coordination. It's an identity. It's, exactly. it's an identity. Gives you an identity. Yeah, and, and it's uh, and that's really weird too because this is a. It's not like they're not an established tag team. I mean, exactly. They were huge in Japan. Exactly. Uh, I mean, they were in a Bullet Club for crying out loud. Why are it they? It was a not- big deal. It was a big deal that the WWE brought them over when they came over. Right. They could yeah. keep the ring gear to even have that Bullet Club gimmick still, the black and white and just that overall look for them. Uh, but yeah. they don't have the same look. And then their names does it just. I feel the Good Brothers. Yeah, eh. that's like a backstage phrase that they that they turned into, you know, something because all, all the guys in the Indies, you know, yeah, even locally that they, they refer to each other as that. And I think it's a bad I don't think it's a good usage of a backstage term. So, personally. so, yeah. So for me, this match, I felt like, you know, I much rather I mean, I get it. Uh, you need to have like somebody with the Usos in the bar who have been on a lot. Uh, have a match with these guys, not just these guys by themselves, because people might check out. They haven't been watching Sanity and you know the Good Brothers, so you need these this other two team in there as well. However, I just feel like I feel like they put first of all, I feel like they put the wrong team over on this match. You should have had Sanity win it. Uh, you know what I mean? You got to give the give the heels the win on this one, so that it gives maybe the Good Brothers a reason to try to fight harder next time and, and get that win. Uh, right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this match. It was okay. It wasn't bad. It was a pretty good match overall. They worked hard, uh, but I just was not interested, to be honest. Yeah, there <laughs> was there was a not a great way to start off SmackDown. What do you guys? Yeah, I'm th- hashtag I'm hashtag Team Sanity all the way. Anyway, so I'm <laughs> with you on this. I think they should have opened uh, SmackDown with what came next was when R-Truth and Carmella came out dressed all festively. Uh, Daniel Bryan decided to come in and rain on their parade with his fickle, fickle, fickle promos. 
Have you have you heard his <laughs> rant about his belt, his title belt? No. What is it now? <laughs> oh, this is gonna be amazing. He hates that his belt's made out of leather. Like it's a big deal to him that is it's made gonna, out of that. Is he gonna get it changed now for while he's the champion? I think he said he was going to, and I really want him to. Oh, I'm very so curious good, what dude. he's going to do. Yeah, now, I talk, cried at the I cried at the end of this segment. Talk about how good he's be, he's he's just taken on that heel role, right? Like to be loved one day, and everyone chanting yes to literally within moments everybody hating you, and then you come out and continue to make them hate you. Like this dude's just killing it with this new Daniel Bryan stick. Oh, you can it's, tell he's you can tell that he's refreshed. <laughs> like this is like he he is happy to be doing this. He feels like he has a direction now. Yeah. And you can see it. I don't know if you guys saw this, but you know, the WWE does a lot of really good social media stuff. Uh they put up a video where I can't remember who the two hosts were, but they were interviewing him and it was all about social media and he just goes on this long diatribe about how terrible social media is. And it's <laughs> incredible. It's very and I think it's also when he talks about his belt. I, I want to say he started calling his belt Betsy because it was made from a cow, I think. <laughs> uh, it's well, it's it, and he just tears a hole into these two hosts, too. So uh, I have to find amazing. that and send a link to you guys. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it, it, it's fun to watch. You can tell he's having fun deep down inside. And yeah. He's loving this. And I'm loving uh, it, too. I think all this, the fans are loving it as much as they love to hate him now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, when you yeah, get that's part of the fun, though, yeah, when yeah. you get the guy that comes out, that immediately you're almost giddy to boo because he's going to be so annoying yes. to you. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I guess his T-shirt sales have gone down quite a bit. There was a there was a big report coming out last week that this heel turn hasn't been great for. Oh, he talks about that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, he discussed that as well. Yeah. 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 I think that sometimes good. you don't have you, you shouldn't worry about that because I don't feel like the sales really are a reflection of where you stand in the eyes of the the, no. the universe. You know. Yeah, I mean? and, no. and in the old days, I remember it was a big deal. People wanted to be a face because that's who got to sell T-shirts. That's right. right. The heels are yeah. not supposed to sell merch. Yeah, and and, and you won't make near as much money because you're not a you know kids that's are going true. to buy good guy stuff. That's just. They're their kids, and that's who's mo- going to make most of your money for you. That's why John Cena was so huge when it comes to merchandise. Yeah, you know, a lot of kids would want his stuff. Yeah, they so. make a certain cut on that too. Like I think they make like five bucks for every shirt to WWE getting wow twenty. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that I think that was the ratio that CM Punk discussed when he did that big shoot interview with uh, on Colt Cabana's podcast a couple years ago. But, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean when people just thought you could sue for podcast? <laughs> I know, right? That's so um, stupid. But yeah. I did cry. I did cry at the end of this segment. Um, I've only cried three times in sports. And when it comes, please, to sports, I want to hear. Tell me what the other two were. Then what? What made right. you cry on this one? All right. One was when Peyton Manning rode off into the sunset. Super oh Bowl man. Champion. Two when Rocky beat Ivan Drago. Oh and, yes, yes, nice. And, and this was number three because our truth is just out there spreading some Christmas cheer. In a Santa costume, getting stomped out by Daniel Bryan, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know how to react. I just started tearing up because our truth is the nicest person ever <laughs> in the world, and to see him in a Santa costume getting beat up for no reason—I'm with you on this. I was really upset. That was—that was the most brilliant thing that they've done with this heel turn as well. I've got to tell I, you that image is burned into little children's minds watching. Yeah. Daniel Bryan stomp a Santa Claus image. Dude, it's so amazing. The heat this guy is gonna generate at the next you know, the next showing. Oh my god. I just want to see another dance break and it's not gonna happen. <laughs> nope. Nope. Daniel Bryan ruined that too. You'd be doing a dance break with crutches. Yes. Uh, the next match was a great match, if you ask me. Mustafa Ali, Andrade Cien Almas. We were talking yes. about this earlier in the, in, in the in the night. Uh, man, 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 man. So good. Ali's still getting his push, so he takes the win on this. But it's, uh, so many great spots in this match. It's amazing. Um, those. If you looked at his chest at the end of this match, it's, it looks like Daniel Bryan's after he's he went up against like you know, if he went up against Ric Flair doing chops all night, you know how Daniel Bryan gets those blood blisters immediately? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, yeah. Mustafa Ali looked just like that uh, after this match. It was great. 
but yeah, very entertaining match, and I'm very, very down for the fact that they're using him. And I think uh, hopefully what this is going to do is open up the door for more of the 205 guys to be featured on the main shows. Yeah, they need to. I, that'll help 205 in itself. And I think the rumor going around is 205 might not be long for the future. Uh, and if that's so, they got a lot of talent over there that they need to start featuring somehow. Yeah. 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 I, I know I watched this, uh, was it the Drake Maverick? He had cut this promo about making 205 the best, 205 Live the best show, something like that. And, uh, I mean, he's got, there are some exciting cruiserweight matchups and stuff coming up, but. But yeah, they get they got to be featuring that a little bit more heavily. Yeah, make it uh, must see. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next, I didn't know how to take this because I just felt like we want to be new and fresh, right? And we've done this how many weeks in a row now? And I get it, I get what's happening with this, but it just felt like okay, and which sucks because I love it every time the Miz is on. But it was Miz TV with Shane McMahon, in which he was basically begging Shane once again to be a tag team partner. Uh, yeah, where's this going? And he goes That's into this. Question. Yeah, he goes into this whole like monologue about how he's doing it to impress because he wants his father's approval. You know what I mean? And it almost yeah. feels like he's playing into Shane McMahon's wanting yeah. his father's approval kind of a thing, and why he does what he does. You know what I mean? This uh, would be great yeah. if Miz ends up re- returning to heel form at the end of it. But um, well, I think they they were uh, setting something up because there was that that what is that um, what is, what is it you call when 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 there's oh foreshadowing right when yes. when Shane said something along the lines of you better not screw me right like why would he even say that where would that come you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah uh, but it was interesting it was definitely interesting um, but again to me it was just kind of like we've seen this you know they could have just said yes last week. Uh, yeah, I, don't know. I did like the dad stuff that Miz did like yeah. that. That made it at least put a little wrinkle in it into it for me. Uh, so that part I, I appreciated. I think my main issue, and that's just me being a humongous Miz Mark, is he was riding like he was by far one of their best heels. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and now where is he? He's kind of in the middle of the pack. Yeah, again. again yeah, that's. What I'm I don't saying. think it's his. I, I don't know what. I don't know if they know what they're doing with him. I like. I don't know if they have a direction for him. It doesn't feel like it to me. Because technically, if you're doing a program with any McMahon, it should be a big deal. Yeah. But like this, they've been playing a lot of comedy with this, which is fine. I think the two have really good chemistry together, and I've enjoyed the segments overall. But they need to go somewhere. They need to mean something. Yeah. And and if this leads to him, Miz going back full fledged heel, like Matt said, I'm 100 percent all for it. But you got to start going somewhere. That's what I'm. Yeah, it's definitely where he's kind of like lacking direction. Um, yeah. it's go one or the other, go full face, go full face or go full heel, but don't have this kind of, you know, you kind of get the people to boo you here and there, but then you get them to chant and like you, uh, and you're kind of this likable character cause you're joking with this dude and telling him you want to be besties and you know what I mean? Um, yeah. it's interesting, but, uh, again, another, one of those things where we say has nothing to do with holding a title, but mismanaging, uh, talent, you know, the writing there is kind of like. It's who's 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 in charge of leading this storyline because it seems like it's going nowhere um, again. And that's what the the next one seemed like Jeff Hardy and, and Samoa Joe. Now, overall, the match itself was decent, but this was, again, one that I checked. I pulled my phone out and was just kind of going through Twitter. You know what I mean? Uh, because, again, I just feel like Joe's not being used the way he should be used. No, even with the <laughs> even with the end where he kind of comes in at him a little more hardcore, you know, it's it was like, yeah. We've seen this. We saw this when Randy Randy Orton was kind of going nuts on Jeff. We've seen it. Yeah. I think that's what's hurting us more is that we've already kind of seen this literally the feud before with Jeff. Uh, if if he had kind of come at this at a different angle, uh, it, it would be better. But I think Samoa Joe is just so good. We want to see him in some feuds in which are like, wow, can you believe he just did that and said that like he was with AJ Styles? And now we're kind of at the point where, yeah, everybody knows that, you know, it's not really taboo to tell Jeff Hardy, hey, you you might need to not drink so much. <laughs> <You know? laughs> if anything, it's considered kind of a good gesture. Yeah. Caring so, about someone so much. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, it's I'm ready for this feud to be over and for, to see what he's going to do next already. Yeah. I kinda, and, that's not a, and that's nothing against Jeff Hardy at all. Jeff Hardy's v- still very good at his age, I think. 
it, this feud just feels like it's kind of a meh, as yeah, Chris would say. I agree. Uh, the last match of the night for the main event was for the United States Championship match, Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, With a surprise ending. Uh, <laughs> did you feel like it was a surprise ending, really? Yes. Yeah, because it wasn't on pay-per-view. Oh, we wow. don't get a lot of lot of title changes on I literally expected shows. it. I literally really? expected it. Yes, because okay. because it was this whole fresh new, and it was like, well, are they finally going to give the fans what they've been wanting? They've been wanting Rusev to win some sort of title. And what I was saying earlier with Shinsuke being kind of just not used bland. anymore and bland, like what's the point to having the, the belt on somebody that nobody even cares about, heel or face? You know what I mean? Um, right. So I did. I actually expected to see this um, – I expected it. I I really was just like, oh, cool. So Rusev's going to win it tonight. That's going to be their their thing that they're going to be like, hey, guess what? This happened on SmackDown, you know, not a pay-per-view. Yeah, it's like a little Christmas present for yeah, everybody. basically. Yeah. And and it sucks because it does come uh, at, at the, you know, at Shinsuke's ex- expense. This doesn't help him either yeah. to just to lose this match now. And, you know, and I don't know what's the, with his new gimmick where he's wearing that, that Elvis Presley jumpsuit. Do you know what I mean? Like I that's his new. I don't mind that because it's I don't know a... if you follow any of his Japan stuff. He's very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Eccentric, I guess. Yeah, flamboyant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't mind that at all. It kind of adds to his personality. That's their main issue with him. Is if you go back and watch his Japan stuff, they kind of let him be himself, and he really kind of throws out. He had way more charisma than most people could ever hope to, and they've kind of stopped that a little bit here in the states. I feel. They haven't let him kind of spread his wings a little bit and fly because he could have been one of the biggest things that we've had in a while. Yeah, if they let him. They also and need to also, give him a manager that can speak for him and let him speak in Japanese. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I kind of like when he's doing the whole "I don't, I can't speak English" yes, thing. Yes, that was beautiful. Like I enjoyed that, but yeah, it's it's kind of he needs. I think he does need a manager. I'm with you there, uh, man. If he was a Paul Heyman guy. <laughs> I would love it. Oh my god. <laughs> there you go. And 2019. You set him back up to be that yeah, set him back up to be that strong style wrestler that he is. Do call Polly. He knocks people unconscious. Yeah. Mm, let's just bring some edge back to him cuz he needs it. Call Polly. Doing it. I'm doing it now. I got his number on speed dial. He's going to pull out that old school giant phone he had. Yeah, Remember that, that mobile phone? phone? <laughs> yeah, that he had in WCW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the shit, man. Uh, so that was our week, but the end of the show actually has this little featurette all of a sudden, right before we go off air. Um, there's Vince McMahon talking to AJ Styles, basically telling him, what happened to you? You know, you had the title, you became complacent, you were kind of nonsense, but I know inside you there's a monster. Inside you there's an animal that could terrorize a locker room, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, and it's a and it's a really still uh, it's pretty amazing that it's still a big deal for Vince McMahon at his age. Yeah, like it's a big deal if he's talking to you as a wrestler. Like the whole thing he did with Kevin Owens not too long ago was a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, so this to me is really giving some kudos to AJ Styles. Like, they know what they have in AJ Styles. Yeah. What did you guys think of it? What did you think of this whole spot? Because my first thought was, my first thought was, wow, he's, he's like in his 70s, still taking that bump, huh? Yeah, (laughs) because that's what happens. Yeah, he, he ends up slapping AJ Styles and AJ hauls off and punches him and then does the Kevin Owens, uh, scream standing over McMahon's body. Uh, I got to tell you, for me, it felt awkward it felt very kind of weird with the way he was tra- – maybe it's because I knew bit. what he was doing as a fan. Like, I know what Vince is doing. He's literally trying to plant into viewers, this is who AJ's going to be now. I'm going to make him this yeah. angry guy. And, you know? and at the end of the day, if we break it down, it was just a man in his 30s knocking down a senior citizen. Yeah. <laughs> if we're being honest. <laughs> One of the things I read was that uh, this isn't a heel turn because since when has punching a McMahon made you a heel – <laughs> um, but again, Truth. good Lord, how old is this guy? And I, 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 like I said, I see what they're doing. I see what Vince is doing. He's trying to get the the edge to their characters now. And that, I think I've been saying it for a while now that I think we're seeing them come more into more violent era now. Uh, and this for me shows it that that's what they're planning on doing because yeah. it seems like they want AJ to come back as more of a hard kind of guy. And if that's the case, cool. But don't – and I get it. They might bring You don't him need to punch a man in his 70s to no. do this. No. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got what they were doing too. And 
and at the end of the day, if it leads to him having a bit of an edge to his character, I'm all for it. Yeah, but he had uh, that edge when he was facing Joe. Remember, like that was going, yeah, that was so. happening. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I don't know what to do with that. I'm cool with him having yeah. the edge. It's perfectly <laughs> fine. I just wasn't really fond of the spot. It felt very almost like we were being force fed by Vince. Now you know, like he's literally yeah. coming in and saying, "I'm not going to let the writers take the time." to turn you into this harder edge guy. I want to force feed this into the universe. They're going to have to just take it that next week you're going to be harder edge. That's it. That's how it felt. Like I was being force fed a spoonful yeah. of right. pea soup. The, the segment came off really weird, but I think the, yeah, the overall direction that it's it's going to yeah. uh, pan out, I, I think that's, that's okay. But yeah, the segment was just awkward. <laughs> yeah, and, and also think at the same time, that even like I just said, it's a big deal to be with Vince McMahon. I think Vince also knows that, and that this was his way of saying, "Hey, we're really behind AJ Styles here, and we're going to do oh, some yeah. stuff with him." Oh yeah, he's definitely taken over as the, you know, the new face of the company. Seth Rollins, yeah, well, which I would dare, yeah, Seth Rollins is gone, and I would dare say Becky Lynch is the face right now. Well, but, yeah, true. But AJ <laughs> Styles is get, is right there. You're right. Yeah, not that's not a joke. Becky's still holding strong without the belt, man. Those, yeah. you see in her tweets, man. She's not. She's yeah. not letting up at all. Apparently, on this coming up SmackDown, because I think they've already taped it. Yeah, uh, she gets in a ring with John Cena of all people and kind of lays some SmackDown to him verbally. That's what so, I yes, hear. Yes, I did see that. That's yeah. what I hear. I can't wait to see it. Yep, same. So uh, very much looking forward to that. Well, yeah, it's just, it's it looks like it's kind of uh, slightly stumbling here at the end of the year in regards to a lot of their storylines and some of the the pace that they had going but there are are little pieces of uh, of you know sparks now that are injecting a little life into other parts of, of the e so we'll see we'll see what the new year brings uh, one of the things that the is coming yeah is royal rumble it's bringing the royal rumble guys <laughs> hell yeah and, I, and this is my favorite show of the year i always look forward to the royal rumble Matt, I wanted to ask you as a former pro wrestler. Yes. How many Rumble Royal Rumbles did you get to do? How many? Uh, we did Rumble esque. Yeah, I mean Once. every federation, every indie fed's done stuff similar to this. Yeah. You know, when you uh, get thrown over the rope, you're eliminated. Type yeah, I, I've done. A, I've done quite a few. I've, I've seen few. it in five dollar wrestling, so I know you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, how's it, what's it like to do this? It's a lot of fun. You get to mix and mingle with a lot of with a lot of uh, different people. Uh, I've been in in a bunch that didn't mean anything, uh, and I've been in, in a bunch that actually meant something. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, some indie promotions there that are kind of cancers. They're they're big on the wrestlers selling tickets uh, to help boost their product in case, or, or instead of building a product up naturally that people just want to come and see. And what they would do with these ticket sellers is that they throw them in a battle royal spot so their parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles can watch them wrestle kind of for a little bit, and that be it. Those ones sucked. The ones that I'm talking about at places like Empire State Wrestling right here in Buffalo um, that mean something, they, you know, they give out, like, have, like, cups and stuff, and they do, like, you know, entering every 30 seconds and, and those are a fun one because those are talented guys, and they have like really well planned spots, and it's it's just not a throwaway match. It's there's always a purpose that comes from it, and uh, yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun because I mean, for the most part, anything goes, but uh, there's a purpose in everything. Yeah, one of my questions always like I I can't remember what the podcast was I was listening to. It was a wrestling podcast, and they were talking about Royal Rumbles, and it was a wrestler was on there, and he and for a little bit he kind of. I wouldn't say he ruined Royal Rumbles, but he really <laughs> opened my eyes up to what happens at every one of them. It just like every Royal Rumble match, you'll see somebody, like at least 20 people almost get eliminated, but they won't be by different manners. Uh, you'll see at least 40 to 50 times of somebody being put into the corner and kind of lightly worked over for a little bit yeah. before they just kind of move on to somebody yeah. else. Yeah. They just got to give up on them. Uh, and then um, it's just so funny because I never, I don't know what it was. I never paid attention to little stuff like that until I heard a wrestler talk about why he loved doing Royal Rumbles because they were kind of, uh, like Matt was saying, they're really fun, but also. They're easy. They're laid back. They're easy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, 
like now, now I kind of make it a game where I'm watching those where I'll watch, well, this guy went over to the Miz and kind of punched him three times and then moved on to somebody else for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm really looking for, I love the Royal Rumble, so bring it on. Who do you guys think, Who, as of right now, who's your pick to win the Royal Rumble, the men's and the women's? Oof. Uh, I say for women's, men's, it'll be Mustafa okay. Ali. Oh, I like this pick. I, I really like feel pick, like Chris. I feel like this push that they're giving him is is to culminate with him getting that spot at Royal Rumble. Whether it, it I, takes him further for a win or not, I don't know. But it's gonna. Be, I think that's what they're doing. I think they're really pushing for this kid to be something. I, I agree with you that they're pushing him, but I think it might be way too soon for him. Uh, but I do like that you're thinking outside the box because I would not have thought that name at all. I like that pick a lot. What about you, Matt? Uh, for the men's, I th- I'm gonna go with AJ. I think this Ooh. little push with Vince is going to help put him back in the title picture. I mean, if if not him, maybe Braun. I think Braun loses at Royal Rumble and enters the Rumble, but uh, I'm I'm going to roll with AJ right now. I like that too. I like I like seeing AJ come in at like number four or five and really put in the work to to take it at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mine is just from my heart, and that's the Miz. <laughs> every uh, year, every just, year. Every year I pick the Miz, and every year I'm dead wrong, and I'll probably be dead wrong again. But man, I got to pick the Miz. I really want him to win, and have to go in the program with Daniel Bryan, and really push this feud that they should be having. Then he did, especially with this new. I would love it now, especially this new take on Daniel Bryan, how they would do it. So uh, that's what I would. That's what I want. That's what my soul uh, yearns for. I feel like they would have to push more for him to be face. Then you know what I mean. So maybe the thing happening with Big Man will make him more face. Uh, so well, here's that, what that you do. Would work. Yeah. Here, here's what you do. The Miz technically has been right about Daniel Bryan the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So just play on that. The Miz will be like, yeah, I was right about. It. He's kind of said it a couple times already. He's like, yeah, I was right about him. And you boo me, and I was right. Yeah. Have you guys ever done? Have you guys ever been in one uh, at a Royal Rumble like betting pool? Have you ever done one of those? No. Once I did it once. Once. It's fun. Okay, it is. It is a good time, Chris. What what you do is you pay into it, and uh, you get a number at random. All right, whatever the rate is, you pay like let's say five bucks, and you get a number. And uh, if your number, if whoever comes out at your number wins Royal Rumble, you get the you get all the cash. Oh, I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> I think it'd be really fun. Yeah, can, I know we, get, can we get thirty wrestlers. people to get in on it? <laughs> Sometimes they do. Like, if they don't get enough people, you just buy have like two. But oh, nice! Um, I know a lot of ESW wrestlers. They do a big Royal Rumble party. They go to like Moonies or something like that. And, oh, and, and that's the, that's their thing. That's what they do. Is they all throw in money on a Royal Rumble betting pool. Nice, so, nice. Yeah. Sounds like we should be well, at Moonies this year. I, <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> now the other question would be: Who do you think is going to win the women's Royal Rumble? Ooh, Becky, Becky. So that's my first guess too. But part of me is like, maybe it's too obvious because <laughs> that's my first guess as well. But You're right. in all new fairness, and fresh, new and fresh, new and fresh. But uh, there are plenty of times where Stone Cold won it, and we all knew he was going to win it. So yeah. maybe it's the same thing here with Becky. But yeah. yeah, you're right, Matt. New and fresh, right? So Becky. <laughs> 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 New yes. and fresh, so Wendy Richter. What I want to know from you guys, I think this is probably the most important thing to to predict. Uh, who do you guys think is going to trip and slide underneath the ring this time around? Yes, okay. This is, this needs to start <laughs> happening every every Royal Rumble. I'm with you. Uh, uh, I hope Bobby Lashley or <laughs> Leo Rush. That would be amazing. And I hope Leo Rush never comes out. <laughs> I would love I to see. I got to tell you, I would love to see Titus O'Neil come up on Royal Rumble, and then instead of running down, he just kind of walks down. You know what I mean? And he kind of yeah. stops at the edge there and maybe hops over to avoid the and trip. And he's overly cautious <laughs> as he's walking down. That would be a I would love that. that video clip they did after that, where uh, they showed that they they inserted him sliding and falling underneath the ring, but. Underneath the ring were uh, was Gallows and Anderson and and a couple other people, <laughs> and, and no. Titus. He, he yeah, I just seen it recently, and he asked them if he knew where Horns. He Titus asked them if they knew where Hornswoggle was, and then he went out of the <laughs> ring, and they they cut back into when he jumped into the ring. Oh, like that's normal. so good! I gotta see that. I gotta look that up. That's incredible. <laughs> so good, but yeah, <clears throat> yeah, sounds. Uh, Royal Rumble should be fun this year. Looking forward to it. Yes. Always is. Uh, what else, guys? You guys got anything else you want to do before we head out of here? 
Uh, I mean, thoughts on maybe just thoughts on wrestling in 2018, like what it's been and what we want to see going forward. I think 2018's probably been like for me, it's been both. It's been some of the best part things that are happening for wrestling and some of the, you know, worst things that happened with wrestling. Like we've yeah. seen a lot of mismanagement of talent. Uh, we've seen that kind of thing, but we've also saw stuff like all in. You know what I mean? Um, that that the indies and these guys in the indies just really caught fire this year and basically made a name uh, or, or put a stake in the ground, you know, to challenge the E and challenge the accepted, you know, thoughts of what it takes to be successful in this industry. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like 2018, to put a more positive spin on it, was a year of setting up. Like, uh, kind of all in was a good example of yeah. this. Setting up a new era of pro wrestling in which uh, it won't just be the E. We'll have choices, and I kind of yep. feel that's what's going to happen. I feel I f- it's in the air, as Phil Collins would say. <laughs> yeah, I uh, agree. Ba-doop, 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 How about uh, also 2018 was basically the year of the women, right? They yeah. they took over, man, and they showed that they can main event some of the paper these pay per views main event. I dare the say, shows. I dare say, I dare say, a lot of times they saved a lot of shows. Oh, for sure, yes. And yes, to have their own pay-per-view, the entire pay-per-view that yeah. was all women, that was f- literally a phenomenal show. You know yeah, what I mean? It was very good. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was, a, think, that was uh, another good thing. Yeah, I have to agree with you guys. It definitely feels like a just a rebirth of wrestling culture all over again. Um, we're about to have an even more influx of stuff yep. coming in and out and just quality stuff. It's not, it's not all garbage anymore. Yeah. It's, if you don't like this you can jump and and watch something that you'll probably enjoy which is good to, you know which is good to see i, I remember a dark period of, of wrestling probably like 2006 to like two, 2010 where i hated everything the wwe was putting out absolutely hated and then until like the nexus came out but i, I was like okay well i have nothing else to turn to cuz tna is hot garbage too but <laughs> but but now in this day and age there's so much available yeah i don't like wwe i'm going to go watch ring of honor yeah. I'm going to go watch New Japan. I'm Online. Gonna, you know, yeah, it, there's so much stuff available. It's a it's a new golden era of professional wrestling. Yeah, and I think the internet age is what's helping it, too, is that a lot of these in, oh, independent yeah. promotions, if if they do it right, if they have the right kind of teams you know, helping and creative, uh, they can put on their own thing without have any of that. They can have the YouTube channel is just enough. Look at the look at how popular the Bucks got just with their own shows that they made up being the elite. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Indie guys and, and, across the country can do this. It's not stopping any of them ha- from having their own shows and creating their own, you know, their own and brand. And think of and think and think of all the times that even just the indie wrestlers were trending. It yeah. happened more than once. Yeah. We had that local uh we had Anthony yeah, Gaines he, Getting yeah. knocked out of the ring by what was his name? Jace, JC. What's the guy? Oh, Ace Romero. Ace oh, Ace. Romero, yep. Ace Romero. Yep. Just knocking Anthony Gaines clear out of the ring. No, he, w- he wasn't just knocked out of the ring, Chris. He was <laughs> he bounced up. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know what to call that. <laughs> he was destroyed out of the that ring. That was amazing. <laughs> it went completely yeah. viral. It was on ESP. It was everywhere. Everyone was talking about it. Uh, but yeah, indie wrestlers have really, really, really take uh, taken a rise this year and. You put it right, Matt. It's like there's a new rebirth. We're seeing a new golden age, a renaissance in wrestling uh, around the country Which, and around the world. Yeah. Which is awesome. I think it's very awesome. It's This is a great time. Just like it's a great time to be a comic book fan with all the how many great comic mm-hmm. book movies and stuff. Same thing with wrestling oh, right yeah. now for me. It's This is a – even if you're not happy with a lot of the WWE stuff, there's so much out there. You can be like, wow. I just It's just so amazing to be a wrestling fan right now. Yeah, like you said, you don't have to be happy with them, but you can give them 10 bucks of your money and have access to – you know, decades and a library of some oh, of the yes. greatest wrestling there is, you know, yeah. really like it's I'm, I'm watching some old stuff and I'm just like, man, these guys worked hard back then. Like this is some phenomenal stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's it's crazy. But one of the other things I'd like to say, too, in regards to the indie scene is support local wrestling, man. Go out and watch, you know, the local guys in your area. Find out what yes. what they're what events they're putting on. Buy the tickets. Be there. Support them. Show them that you love yes. this because. Because these guys, trust me, from all of these independent places, they're going to show up later on at Ring of Honor in New Japan. Or they could be the next John Cena. You know, you don't know. But 
imagine being being able to say I saw them at the at the fire hall down the road. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think whatever area you're in when you're listening to this, you'll be able to find a local promotion or a promotion that's coming into your town to go check out for sure. I mean, I've here in North Carolina even. Uh, I mean, I've gotten to see, you know, uh, Cedric Alexander a lot before he got big, you know, and it's really cool to see these people who you're like, man, this this wrestler is really good, and then years and years later you're like, holy crap, they're they're a big deal now. Yeah, yeah, ex- it's exactly, very awesome. exactly. Yeah. Um, we have a uh, ESW here, and Matt Matt's got a close affiliation with those guys. A lot of those guys are really cool. There's there's actually uh, if you're listening to this and you're in the area, they have a show coming up January nineteenth, I believe, right, Matt? Yes, yep. At the St. Johnsburg Fire Hall in North Tonawanda. Uh, contact them on their website, or if you know one of the wrestlers, one of the guys, you can get your tickets from them. I believe first and second row are sold out already. Yeah, that goes. It typically goes quick, but um, and I yeah, can attest. I can attest oh, yeah. for why, dude. When we went to the show, uh, the last show that they had, I gotta tell you, it was probably one of the most entertaining local shows I've ever been to, ever. And I can see why that first and second row sell out immediately. Immediately, they do a great job. Great uh, yeah, job. It's a really good, really good uh, little promotion we've got going here. Yeah, the, the presentation is top notch, man, and, and just. Yeah, I got some news in a couple months. I can't say anything now, but I got some news uh, within a couple months, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. ESW's going to have a really great year. I promise you that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Somebody <laughs> might be getting in the ring again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Teasing it, teasing it. All right, guys, I'm done, man. I got nothing else. I'm all tapped out. How about you guys? We did, we did awesome way to close out tonight. Heck yeah, 2019 yeah. is going to be strong me. for Harley K. Fabe. Pin Johnny, pin Matt, we're all three out of it. One, two, three.